Hi everyone, I'm Candace Mays. Welcome to the Eager Entrepreneur Podcast. Growing up, I've always been inspired by entrepreneurs. I've listened to their stories and they've helped me learn, grow, and challenge myself to find my purpose. For the past few months, I've been putting together this podcast. To me, the definition of an eager entrepreneur is someone who wants to be their own boss, but maybe not sure how to get started. They're tired of the typical nine to five and literally cannot wait until it's Friday. Well, in this podcast, we'll hear from thought leaders and inspiring world shakers about how they've stepped out on their own to accomplish their dreams. Join me every Tuesday and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. The Eager Entrepreneur Podcast. You are back with us. Thanks for joining. It's your girl, Candace Mays, host of the Eager Entrepreneur Podcast. And today I have a special guest, Sean Cronin. He is a realtor. Uh, Sean, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be a part of the podcast. I know you've talked about doing it for a while. I've listened to all the episodes. I think we're going to be, what, episode nine or 10? Episode nine. You got it episode nine. So I'm, I'm excited to be here and be a part of the, be a part of the journey. Yeah. And you're the first person to be on this wonderful YouTube channel. So we'll celebrate that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I, you know, thinking about the, the real estate life, the realtor life, can you, you know, tell us how did you get started in it? Yeah. So, um, I was working for Comcast when I probably, when I was 20, between 20 to 24, But at the beginning of my Comcast career, I was running around doing installs for people. And I met this guy um, that he had a really nice house. He had a nice car. Um, He was a really cool guy. And I was installing his cable. And at that age, I was, you know, the curious uh, young guy trying to get it. And I was just like, look, what do you, I would ask him, what do you do? And he told me real estate. And we got to make a long story short, we got into a long conversation. He was like, look, you can, you know, come, come to my office, check it out. And, you know, I'll take you under my wing and I'll teach you the business. And, um, that was at when I was like 21, uh, fast forward. Uh, I was at Comcast. I was making good money. So I didn't really think about leaving too much. Um, and then two or three years later, uh, the company I was working for, was a subcontracting company under Comcast. They were, basically um folding they were you know merging with another company so i had built myself up into a position there that i was making really good money and not doing installs anymore um so i was pretty happy in the position i was at but since they were folding and merging with another company i was going to lose my position lose a lot of my pay it was going to basically drop down to me have to go back to do installs and i wasn't doing that um so the very first thing i did was I got that card because I had kept his card all those years. I called him and he said, yes, still come in, interview with us. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the process. And I did that. And he explained to me how it all worked. I needed to obviously go get my real estate license. And, um, you know, and, you know, he said, just do that. And we'll be here when you get out and I'll kind of train you from there. And, and that's how it happened. Um, I quit, I put my two weeks in at, Com, uh, the, again, it wasn't, I didn't work directly for Comcast. They were called advanced cable, but I put my two yeah. weeks in and, um, I literally 
after that two weeks, I, well, before that two weeks, I had already applied to take the real estate course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after that two weeks was up, I was gone. I started doing the real estate school and, and that was it. That's Mm. how I I got into um, the business. Incredible. And speaking of the real estate exam itself, I'm sure there was a lot of preparation for that. Tell us what, what was that like? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't the best in school. Like I got good grades and stuff, but I, I it's more so just because like when I see something, if, like I kind of just learn it right there. Like I don't, I never mm. really studied like that. But real estate was completely different. I didn't know anything walking into this. So um, the school was, you the, the courses were, it was about three weeks long, three days a week, eight hours a day. So we, we would go in and they teach us everything. It's like the book is probably about this thick and it's 16 chapters of all different subjects. Like there's math in there. There's law. There's definitions. There's so much stuff you have to retain um, while you're there. So um, I, I took it really seriously. I, I deleted all my social media. Um, I didn't like go out and hang out with my friends at all. I literally kind of just locked down for that month. Um, if I wasn't in, in class, you know, um, I was out studying like I, the days I wasn't in class weekends, um, the other two days during the, the week, the work week, I was studying every single day, eight hours a day. Cause I was like, I'm not retaking this test. I'm passing the first time. Like, there's no way I don't have a job right now. Like I'm not working none of that stuff. Like I got to make this happen. Um, and I had, I have a bunch of friends, not a bunch of friends, a good handful of friends that tried to get into real estate and they, you know, failed the test a couple of times. And how it works is if you fail the course, it, it, two, two different ways it can happen. If you fail the course, um, you have, you have one extra attempt to do it again. Um, if you fail again, you have to pay for the whole class again to retake the class. Um, if you pass the course, you go to the state exam. If you fail the state exam, you have to keep paying every single time you fail. Um, so I, again, I had it in my mind, like I'm not failing. And, um, I ended up again, I, I, I passed both of them. Um, but I studied really hard. The exams are really hard. Um, you know, it's not easy work. Again, I studied so much. I was watching YouTube videos. I was doing apps on my phone where I have my headphones in when I'm driving, telling me definitions. And I was just grinding it out because it was so much new information. I was like, there, it, it, I have a month to learn this. And um, it took a lot. Um, but yeah, I ended up passing both 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 um, the state exam and the class exam. Uh, my first try, uh, I guess I got lucky, but um, you know, it, it, it's not easy for sure. And it's a variety of, of subjects. It's not what I would have thought. Yeah, it is. So that's the thing, like half the stuff, it's just like any other subject, right? When you're in school, college, you're learning any, any trade, any subject, half the stuff you learn, you're never going to use in the real world kind of thing. Yep. It's the same thing, Mm -hmm. but you have to know the most important parts are like laws and contracts. And obviously law is hard to learn. It's something that's not easy, uh, but it, 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 it took up a good chunk. And math, like I'm good at math, so I didn't have a, a huge problem with that part. But it, a lot, a, another huge chunk was math, and people couldn't stand that part of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it it seemed like it was four different subjects in one at one point. So yeah, it, it wasn't easy. 
but well worth it. Did you do anything to celebrate once you got <laughs> once you got past it? Again, I I did. I think yeah. I did. Yeah. So I I think I went out with my friends. Um, Katrina took me out and got me like a gifts and stuff. Um, my wife Katrina, yeah, your cousin. So she she took me out, got me some gifts, and then I went out with my my friends. Yeah, and we kind of celebrated again. I hadn't like drank alcohol or seen anybody in a month. Yeah. Uh, so we celebrated a little bit. Nothing too crazy. Um, but yeah, it felt good mm-hmm. to pass um, on my first try. I, it really did. Yeah. It, especially hearing the stories from other people, like them failing multiple times and still hadn't passed. Like I know some people to this day that still never passed because mm. um, it's just not easy. Yeah. I commend you for, I mean, the study, the grind, the dedication for that. I yeah. mean, you, I just yeah. didn't think, you know, it's good to hear that perspective. That's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and I, I wasn't like that in school. I never did that for any subject in school, mm-hmm. but once you get older, you know, stuff like that. And you know, like, look, I, this is, I have to, this is what I kind of have to do. Yeah. You kind of buckle down. And I know I could, oh, I knew I could delete social media and, and, and all that stuff. I knew I could do all of that. It wouldn't have been a problem. Right. I could have done it longer than a month. Um, but I knew it, that's what I had to do to, to pass the first time. Cause I know my mind and how mm-hmm. it works. So I think in your mind, you knew you were going to pass that exam, Sean. I think you said. <laughs> No, so I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that. Yeah. The, the school exam. So you have to pass with like a 75 or better. Right. And I'll tell you my, my, the, the school class one, um, I took like the cram exam ones, the cram courses, like I did everything that, that you should do. And I still only passed with like a, uh, 80 or something like that. Okay. And it was hard, but they said the state exams harder. And when I tell you I got to that state exam, you have four hours to take it. It's 175 questions. I got down to having five minutes left on the in that four hours. I took the entire time, and I'm sitting there like, if I if I because again if I fail it now, there's no way I can ever pass it because I looked at every question. And I'm like, I can't learn anything else. Like I know all this information. So if I failed it now. <laughs> It's yeah. just not, this isn't for me. Not for you. Um, so that, that, I did, I honestly did thought, think I failed it. Um, cause I took that long. Everyone else didn't mm-hmm. take that long. Like everyone else was like, it was like five people left by it. It was like 40 of us. And then five people at the mm-hmm. end. And I was like, everyone else was done so much quicker. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I passed right. this, but, um, I went out. So you get your results right then and there it's on the com- oh. computer. You go out to the front, there's a guy there and he was like, congratulations. And he was like, you should be proud because you're the only one that passed today. Oh my God. I was like, what? (laughs) And you don't get a score or anything like that. Like, I don't know if I did really good or just barely passed. You only get uh, pass or fail. So he was like, yep, you're the congratulations. You're the only one that passed today. I was like, what? What? Okay. (laughs) That was pretty crazy, but. Yeah, it felt good. It definitely felt good to pass the first time. Wow. Well, congrats on that. And now, I mean, we fast forward to, you know, today, today's what's happening with the real estate market. Mm. My question to you is how has real estate really changed from the time when you started to, to how it is now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's, it's completely different mm-hmm. right now. Um, from, you know, how you negotiate to how you write contracts to, what you have to prepare your clients for, how inspections go. Um, it, it's just completely different. When I first got into the business, the market 
this was six years ago. So the market was kind of finally on its turn where it was getting good again Okay. Um, for buyers, uh, buyers and sellers. It was a pretty fair market. Um, but a lot of the times, you know, you could, you could get in there, you can negotiate for your client and get $10,000 off. You can get them to pay home warranties. You can get them to pay uh, for your termite bonds, all this type of stuff you could ask for, for a buyer back then that in the market right now, you literally can't ask for anything. Mm -hmm. Not only that, um, you have to have a lot of extra cash to win these bids. So yeah. the areas that I work in, um, they're high populated areas and popular areas. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't really work the outskirts of Metro Atlanta. So anytime I have a client, they're in an area that everyone else is looking as well. Um, so it's high competition, especially right now, again, because there's low supply of homes on the market and a lot of buyers because where the interest rates were. Uh, so supply and demand, mm -hmm. low supply, high demand drives prices up. And that's where we're at right now. Prices are very high um, and you're running into multiple offers on every single house, 10, 20. I've had a house that had 70 offers before. Oh my um, God. People are offering 20,000 more, 30,000 more cash. So it's not just like, Hey, we'll bump the, the purchase price up. We're going to, we're willing to pay this difference in cash yeah. if the home doesn't appraise for our purchase price. Um, so it's very hard right now um, mm -hmm. for, for buyers, especially if you don't have the extra money and forget about asking for any, anything like closing costs. If you don't have money for closing costs, like you, you can't buy right now, even like and, and I'm like, I do a lot of new construction. That's like my niche. I love it. Um, even new construction right now is seeing that trend. Either one, they don't have any homes available or when they do, they're starting to take multiple offers as well. Um, and, you know, a lot of the times when you go with new construction preferred lenders, they'll give you like incentives, 5,000 in closing, 10,000 in closing, stuff for upgrades. None of that anymore. Um, again, it's just because of, the where the market is right now mm -hmm. and five six years ago well really up until when COVID hit it wasn't like that um you know it was a pretty it was a pretty fair market i would say sellers were still getting good money for their homes and buyers were getting usually what the home appraised for um somewhere around there and were, were able to negotiate a few other things here mm -hmm. and there. So, um, so i hope that answers your question oh yeah no it totally does and i mean it's well said and i'm just thinking, I mean, for, for a seller, you're in the best position ever, but it's like, once, once I sell that house, where am I going to go? <laughs> exactly. So that there, there's the catch, catch 22. It's like, yeah, yeah, I can make a bunch of money if I sell my house right now, but where am I going to move? Am I going to take that money and just rent for the year? Like there's so many different things. So right. people that are really winning right now are landlords yep. that, you know, just because the, the mandate uh, that the state passed the like where they couldn't evict tenants with, um, was re uh, removed like two months ago. So now uh, landlords can evict their tenants and all that stuff so that now they can sell their homes. Because uh, at first, you know, they couldn't they couldn't evict their tenants or have their tenants out if they weren't paying because of the mandate Georgia put in place. Um, right. That was lifted about two months ago. And now, you know, landlords can sell their home. Um, and they're winning big. Again, they don't live in them. They live in the home. They probably don't even live in Georgia mm -hmm. half the time. Um, they're able to just sell and liquidate that money 
and you know it's great for them don't get me wrong i have sellers and and it, it's 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 awesome for them but i've always been I, my heart's always been for the buyers it's mm. so it, it warms my heart get, it putting someone in their first home and yeah. we're finding someone their second home and it's their home of their dreams that they're retiring in it's just something about that that I've always loved mm-hmm. um, more so than someone selling their house. Uh, but again, getting listings is obviously much better than having buyers. It always has been. Like I said, I just love seeing seeing a buyer's face at that closing table when they get those keys yeah. and they get to walk into their, their, their dream home. It's just it's something yeah. about it. And right now, it's, it's just tough on buyers. Yeah. And that's, I mean... It's it's unfortunate, and um, do you think it's going to the situation is going to change? Well, again, the the reason why we're where we are is because low inventory and high demand. Um, the more people that move here, the wor- worse it would get. But we're hoping, kind of, once COVID passes, um, more people start to feel comfortable to list their home because yeah. that was a big problem too. Like people didn't want. Uh, the unknown, right? A lot of people are just scared of not knowing what's going to happen in the markets and, um, you know, in, in our country period with COVID. So it, people just kind of sit in place and wait for things to kind of play out. Um, so we're hoping as COVID, um, kind of settles down, you know, the vaccine and stuff is out. I know new variants are, are arising and hopefully, you know, they figure out, you know, more vaccines for that, or I should say shots for those that'll help. Um, hopefully that'll help the market and people feel more comfortable to list their home. Um, but anyone that says they know what's going to happen, doesn't know what they're talking about. We really don't know what's going to happen. We can just hope that it kind of starts to level out and isn't this craziness that's going on now. Yeah. I sure hope 2023 shows us some Oh well, I'm sorry. 2022. I hope <laughs> shows us. Yeah, I'm hoping by I'm hoping in about six months, maybe the summer, um, we see a little bit difference. I talk to colleagues all the time, and they say they're seeing difference differences in the areas they work. But again, I when they say those areas, they're not the same type of areas of mm-hmm. popular areas like Gwinnett County. I do a ton. That that's where I'm from. It's where I live. That's a lot of people I know out here. A lot of my business, Gwinnett County. Mm. Um, it's the most populated county in the state. Um, and then the rest of my stuff is usually inside the perimeter. I don't really do much past that point. Um, so okay. I'm not seeing any difference, any anything different since, you know, May of 2021. So six months ago, okay. seven months ago at this point. Mm. I'm I'm curious what what a typical day is like for you because yeah so a typical day in real estate it, again it's it's changed it's evolved um, over time you know <laughs> when I first got into the business it was boots on the ground um you know running around to all these apartment complexes every day <laughs> and and you know trying to network with them to you know when I send clients they'll you know compensate us um, I did a lot again. When you first start in real estate, doing rentals is the best thing because you're dealing with so many people at once um, and you learn the business, how to talk to people um, and just the kind of lingo behind it. So that, you know, back then it was, you know, wake up at 8 a.m., head down to the office, get prepared, get everything written out, uh, which places I'm going, what times and all that good stuff. 
Um, as my career progressed and I had, you know, buyers and sellers, um, it turned into more so, all right, I'm going to wake up. The very first thing I do is I answer all my emails, but my day really starts before that, the night before. So um, I schedule all my showings or listing appointments, whatever it is the day before, um, the night before, or, you know, like after five, after the day's over, like 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., I start to schedule showings. Um, print them all out and I write the time frames on them when I'm going to see them uh, the next day. And then I also, again, on my calendar, will have my listing appointments for that day. So I'll wake up, I'll check my email for any other appointments that I missed the night before, any new things that came in. And then I just start my day, eat breakfast and and start showings or go to a listing appointment or <laughs> head into the office to, you know, do anything that I need to get done. Uh, probably around that nine o'clock mark. I try to miss traffic most of the time. Yeah. What's the point of being in business for yourself if you're just gonna, you know, work a regular person's nine to five? Like I try to miss traffic a lot uh, when going down to the office and coming home for that mm -hmm. matter. Like try to schedule things where if I'm gonna have to be back in Gwinnett from the Buckhead office, I will, you know, leave the Buckhead office at 2.30 mm -hmm. and make sure I'm in Gwinnett for showings at three o'clock and have showings from three to six or three to seven, whatever it is. A lot of people get off of work at five. So, you know, you do a lot of late time showings during the week. Um, and then on the weekends, it's a little different. Um, you kind of just usually schedule a little later depending on your client's schedule. Mm. Um, but then you have all day kind of to do showings or listing appointments or whatever the case is and not have to worry about traffic. So. Okay. Um, that's, that's basically it. I mean, I want to say my job is super tough, but I'd probably be lying. And plus I enjoy it. So, right. that's all that <laughs> makes all the difference. Well, I, you know, <clears throat> I've seen what some things that you did in the beginning with social media. Um, so can you talk mm. a little bit about how you use that or really leverage it to market yourself? Yeah. So uh, that's one of the things when I first the, my mentor, the very first, one of the very first things he said to me is when you get into this business, every single person you've ever met and know need to know you do real estate. So social media was a huge thing at the mm -hmm. end of my career. Um, you, you know, I would take, uh, listings that he had, um, and post them because again, at the beginning I was doing a lot of rentals. I didn't have like buyers and sellers, uh, for the first, you know, about six months. Uh, when I'm learning the business. So I would take all his listings, I would create um, social media posts for them, and I'd post those every single day. I would, you know, go to these, tour these apartment complexes and post those on my story, all that type of stuff. And then as my career progressed, I would start to do my listings and do, you know, short stories of the, the listings. I was uh, showing my buyers and stuff like that. Um, it plays a huge part because People need to know you're in this business or they'll never think about you when it comes to that time to talk real estate for themselves or someone else. So you have to always keep that thought in their head when they get on their social media platform. Oh, Sean's looking at a, this listing today. He's doing real estate or he's still in real estate. A lot of the time people don't know you're even still doing it if you don't post stuff like that. So it's very important at the beginning of your career to let everyone know, uh, make sure that they know you're in real estate um, and, you know, try to get them to think of you uh, when they're going to go buy a house or sell their house, or even when they're having a conversation with somebody else about real estate, like, oh, I know this guy. 
It's just that little thought that needs to be in people's head. And that's really what social media is for. Um, I didn't use it much more than that. Um, and, you know, again, as my career progressed, I use it a little less now. Um, but it's very important if you're going to be in this business, for sure. Okay. And, okay, so we talked about flexibility kind of in your schedule. And, okay, use of the social media there to really raise awareness. When it comes to the, the time commitment of being a realtor, what do you advise to those who, you know, maybe thinking about doing it part-time or two hours a week? Yeah, so I'll say this. If you plan on doing this as a part-time thing and you're not familiar with the industry, like if you, if you flip houses and you're kind of in the business or you, you know, maybe you're a leasing consultant or something at an apartment complex and you know the business a little bit, you might be able to get by doing it part-time but if you know nothing about this business it's nearly impossible to to do it part-time the statistics are out there 80 percent of agents fail their in their first year mm. um you know in our business so the turnover rate for agents is very high and it's due in part because it takes a lot of work at the beginning stages um it's what was taught to me is real estate's literally like a snowball once you get it, it's you start with nothing. Then you have to make a really small snowball and you roll it down a hill and it just continues to build and build and build. Uh, it's like a pipeline. So if you're getting in this business with no pipeline, you're not going to succeed if you do it part time. It just takes too much work, too much energy, um, and you have to be available at all times. You know, people have different work schedules. Your phone has to be on at all times. It could be midnight. And, you know, you get a phone call. I've been I traveled a bunch um, and I have to make sure my phone is working. I have my laptop with me. Um, I've closed deals in other countries. Literally, that's how this business works. Um, right. So you got you have to be available basically 24 seven holidays, everything. Again, you make your own schedule. So if you don't want to work on a holiday, you're probably not going to. Mm -hmm. but if you have that right client and they're going to be in town that day and it's Christmas Eve, then you might be working or, you know, one of the lesser holidays like Halloween. I mean, I, one of the biggest deals I ever did, I closed on Halloween. Um, we went, we're, you know, the, my client was in town from California and, you know, they were only here for two days and it was Halloween weekend. And that's, I guess it's considered a holiday, but anyway, um, we, I showed her houses for about 20 hours in two days. Uh, while she was here and we got her something the on Halloween, <laughs> we were, were ordering oh property. God. So again, I say that to say, if you're going to do it part-time, it's probably going to be really tough to do. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you're in, if you have some experience in the business and you have, you know, a little bit of clientele, especially if you've done rentals for a long time, mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, a leasing, leasing, uh, apartments or pro move or something like that. Um, you can probably do it part-time and be fine. Um, but being full-time is, is, is where you're going to find your most success. Cause it takes so much time. Right. Now that makes, work. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. What I know we've said, you've talked a lot about, you know, what to keep, keep in mind. What mm -hmm. would you say is the biggest piece of advice you would give to someone interested in real estate, trying to become kind of an, you're an entrepreneur, basically you're in charge of your business. What, um, what advice would you give to them? I, I would say if you're looking to get into the business and it, it like, 
it, it make sure you're interested in it first and you're going to enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe um, contact someone that's in the business and, you know, shadow them for a couple of days and, oh. you know, get accustomed to what we do. Because um, <clears throat> you really have to enjoy this. If you don't, you're going to hate it just like any other job. And there's no point of investing your money because it does take a lot of money to start up. Um, and your time, which it takes even more time to start up if you're not going to enjoy it. Um, I say start there. And then if you find you do like it, you want to get into the business, um, buckle down on that exam. Focus your entire energy on passing that exam. And then you figure it out from there. Uh, where you're going to list your license, who's going to mentor you, if you're going to even do a mentor, whatever the case is, focus 100% on passing that exam because it it's not easy. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you. But for also, uh, to piggyback off that, if you do pass the exam, get in this business, it's important to get a mentor. Um, get someone that's going to you know, teach you the ropes, uh, that you can shadow every day, that you can learn how to, you know, the, the real estate lingo, that the, the the school is not going to teach you how to speak to people. Right. It's going to teach you how to write contracts. And even then you're not going to really know how to do it until you're doing them, you know, in the real world, but you need to know how to speak to people. Right. You're not just selling homes, you're selling yourself mm-hmm. and you need to know how to talk to people and present, um, you know, your ability to them by speaking to them. Mm. So um, I'd focus on that after passing the exam, find a good mentor and, you know, okay. you should be good. Fantastic, John. That's excellent advice. And uh, I I thank you for that. And my last question for you today, because you've been so informative, uh, I'm going to give a little drum roll here. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) My last question for you is where can our listeners find you? So, I mean, I have social media platforms. Um, the the main place is going to be Instagram. I have like Snapchat and, uh, you know, Twitters and stuff. But my Facebook and my Instagram are basically where you can find me. So if you go on to Facebook and you just type in Sean Cronin, my name, um, and you type in agent, my business page will pop up. So my name is spelled S-E-A-N, last name Cronin, C-R-O-N-I-N. And just type agent in behind that and it'll bring you to my business page with my reviews, all types of stuff from, you know, people I've worked with in the past. And then my Instagram is just um, it's it's spelled out S-D-O-T-C-R-O-N-I-N. And again, I post I basically use my personal Instagram as my business page. Now, I don't post anything but real estate stuff uh, mostly. So that's where you can find me. And if you know, if you're in the metro Atlanta market for real estate. I can definitely help you out. Fantastic. And that is a wrap, Sean. Thank you so much for joining us today and uh, gracing us with your your presence. So until next time, yeah, do you have anything else you wanted to say? No, that that was awesome. Your questions were spot on to what people need to know. Yeah. They want to get into real estate or want to know anything about real estate. There's so much more we could dive in, you know, talk about you know, how to get approved for a home, what your credit needs to be, all those type of things can deep dive into me if you just contact me. Yeah. Um, Candace has a busy life and she doesn't have time to get into all of that type of stuff. <laughs> I mean, this 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 is what excites me. So this is, this is great. 
Well, well, thank you all to the listeners today. And um, please do us a favor and like, comment. If you like these kind of videos, we'll keep them coming. Uh, but thanks again for your support. Uh, we'll see you next time. Right, Bye. Candace, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. All right. Bye. <laughs> thank you.